In this episode, I'm joined by my incredible client, Jade. She is a fantastic makeup artist. She also has a makeup academy and is also a business mentor. So not only does she know how to do an incredible smoky eye, she also is such a CEO of so many things. And in this conversation, this was like a client celebration call that ended up being such a bigger conversation around women in business, being a CEO, working through your blind spots. Like we spoke about all the things. This is so juicy. Let's dive in. Welcome to the High Ticket Honeys podcast. I'm your host, Abby Radford, marketing mentor and business coach. I'm here to help you move like you know you could be and elevate your mind, marketing and brand so you can create a business that you are obsessed with. This podcast is designed to help you claim and become your most powerful high ticket honey self. So buckle up honeys, we're going in. So I remember coming to you and saying that I felt like I needed a glow up <laughs> of like, and it, that was all encompassing. It was everything. Um, so I had a salon that was like a bigger site that had been in the pipeline for quite a while. Um, but it, my business life came together as my personal life kind of fell apart. Um, so we had a lot go on in my personal life, a couple of like sudden close bereavements, um and it felt like I held so much space for everybody else and I remember us having this conversation um on our first discovery call and I was just sort of filling you in on everything that had been going on it was a bit like verbal diarrhea um and I remember you saying to me it sounds like you're holding space for everybody else and now you're like what about me like what about my dreams and I remember like feeling really like getting really emotional because you just hit the nail on the head. And it was like, I'd propped everybody else up and my dreams that I had been working on for so long. And I'd been like trying to build this momentum and it felt like I got it, but then I had no capacity or energy to give it what it needed at that moment in time. So I felt, I got to the point that I felt stuck and I was getting upset about my work more often than not. And it wasn't because I'd fallen out of love with it, I just felt like I'd lost my way and so yeah I feel like it was just I was blocked in my own way and needed an external force to kind of shift me into something new. (laughs) 100% and I remember you like one of the first things we did together was clear up energy leaks and you were like the difference immediately with your energy was insane do you want to explain a little bit about like how that made such a difference from you because those things were like quite subtle tweaks yeah so I think having like I remember I was like mapping it all out on a page and it was the first time that I felt like I'd had like a bird's eye view of the business probably in a long time I think because and I have this conversation a lot with a lot of like students and clients of my own that it's that whole we completely overestimate what we can do in a day and underestimate what we can do in a year and so I think in building the initial stages of the business it happened so much quicker than I expected it to and whilst that felt good in some capacity you're then also stood there like okay is this it 
And I felt like I'd arrived at this final destination that I'd set for myself and was stood in a reality that I thought was going to set my world on fire. But I was stood there like, is this it? Because it felt like it wasn't quite what I anticipated. And I think so much of that was that there was energy leaks and like blockages as things had grown so fast. I'd not done any sort of refinement on what all of that looked like. So I was trying to do everything for everyone, peopleplease.com, and stuff that worked when it was little old me working a couple of days a week with clients. Suddenly the business that I was running, I was still trying to be what I was all those years ago that weren't scalable behaviours. But until we mapped it out and looked at the leaks on paper, it was like, flipping heck, no wonder I feel exhausted and it's not (laughs) hours in the day because there was no prioritisation to it. It was, well, I've always done that. Well, I've always responded to every single email and message and all of these things that had come in. Could that be outsourced? Could that be tweaked? And it was, it kind of just really helped me. Like, I know we spoke a lot about like stepping into CEO mode. And again, I, I, I had a real identity crisis I feel like externally the world was looking in on me and the business and they were seeing this, I suppose the equivalent of this finished product that I thought I was aiming for and they were holding it in high regard and I was feeling this complete mismatch and like people would say to me like, oh, like you're smashing it and I'd be like, "Mm, am I? (laughs) It didn't, it felt off in the background and it was all of those other things And so I think there was a lot of work that was needed from a mindset point of view and an energy point of view to bridge that gap and actually start showing up in the energy like I believed what the rest of the world believed. It was almost like imposter syndrome took over and I'd convinced everybody with the biggest black act in the whole world that I suddenly had this salon and training academy and all of these other things that had kind of happened um so yeah I'd say that was like the biggest shift it was and my best friends were saying it and you were saying it and my partner was saying it and I just didn't I didn't feel it and I think it's that whole I remember having this conversation with um actually of all people a tarot card reader once upon a time and I remember her saying like we can tell ourselves psychologically like we can tell ourselves something until we're blue in the face over and over again but until we feel it in our gut we won't show up to that identity with the right energy and that could might be decisions it might be work stuff whatever and it was so true and I think that was exactly what was happening that I was hearing things but I wasn't feeling it yeah and I think as well that clearing made that space for you to be able to process and be like okay what do I want to feel like? What do I want to do? And part of the reason that you came to me as well is because you wanted to kind of open up a new kind of like arm or like side of your business. So you have, you know, your client work in the academy and trainings, but then you're also wanting to go into more of the coaching and mentoring side, which is what we did and kind of like building that out. And that also escalated very quickly in that you, you're very good at what you do. You have a brand built. And so you were, you know, you put up spots for coaching and they went within 24 hours, 48 hours. Yeah, so I remember you saying to me, we were in London and had a little Prosecco and you were like, right, you're going to get on the train and this is what you're going to do. 
And literally, it was actually the next day because before I got on the train, I had a few more rosés with my friend down there. But um, I put out on my story that I was offering three free connection calls, essentially to get a feel for the coaching side of stuff and how I could help people and just to sort of find my feet, really. And yeah, though I actually ended up oversubscribed for those spots in less than 24 hours. And the feedback off the back of them was like better than I ever could have imagined. Um, it was amazing. And then off the back of that, that then gave me the momentum to be brave and put like coaching things out there. Um, and yeah, I had like my first one-to-one -one coaching spots, which which kind of fleshed out as like a high ticket thing to build up to. Um, and yeah, they were full within like, I think it was two weeks. And I remember I voice noted you like, shit, <laughs> what do I do? And you were like, FYI, this doesn't Celebrate. happen. <laughs> yeah, but you were like, this doesn't happen this quick. Like we hadn't actually really fleshed out what the sort of detail of that product service, et cetera, was going to look like. Um, and it gained its momentum way quicker, which obviously from a confidence point of view was amazing. Um and yeah, I think it just gave me that, it gave me my voice that I could lead and that I could coach and that, yeah, I kind of tapped into a skill set that I didn't really know existed. Mm -hmm. Like it had shown up elsewhere in my world, but not from a business point of view. And it was only then when we started working through that, that I was like, hmm, I've been doing this in my DMs and on my friend's sofa for my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> And I think with that as well, that you were super clear in where you wanted to help people and you saw a gap, right? That I always think that I was listening to a podcast last night and they were saying like the best founders are people who want change, like who yeah. they're driven by change, right? If you see something and you're like, I want to help people with this thing, or I'm really passionate about having this thing, that drive and that passion will come out. People see that right? They see that. They saw you talking around that. You didn't need all of the details. You didn't need to have all the kind of fluffy messaging. You were like, this is what I help you with. This is who it's for. People had already seen you embodying this, like just so everyone listening knows that like Jade had her brand built because you already had another arm of your business, right? And I think that, you know, to just for full like tra transparency, like, you know, creating an Instagram today and then expecting to fill your coaching slots in two weeks time, isn't always going to be the case but like you had that kind of like brand built you were really clear you saw gaps in the market you'd already made connections and community I think that's where it was able to you were just like and not to do you as a service because you did still show up and do that but like you were like there's a gap here I know that like these people are you know I'm mentoring them in my dms you know and so like being able to have that offer that you're wanting to do and you'd created that space that you were like I can now step into this mode where I'm able to support people yeah and I think like on that as well around like the brand being built those expectations which like you say are completely not completely unrealistic but not necessarily founded in like the reality that I move in now they were expectations that me starting out before I built my brand would have had what do you mean I don't have 25 bridal bookings next month when I have just finished my makeup training course? I'm not qualified, everybody. Where the hell are my clients? <laughs> and 
like it's almost like you have this I think it's called the, is it the Dunning-Kruger effect where basically when we first start in something we have this like unrivaled enthusiasm and naivety because we're not in an industry or in a particular skill set you almost it's like the whole if you if you want a simple question answering go ask a three-year-old and you almost I know that I applied that mindset from the start whereas once things were built and it's where having an external set of eyes and ears in you as a coach was so empowering because it was almost like you hit a point of paralysis that yes I probably now have more credibility and experience than ever to be doing this extra stuff but you second guess yourself so much more than you do when you first start so I didn't have the expectations of things filling quickly because you almost run through but what if I get it wrong and you you almost there was this fear of I've got a reputation to uphold what if I cock it up what if I get this wrong and ultimately it's that whole it's okay to get it wrong and I pride myself and it's my clients know this and my social media has always been like it good bad and ugly I am open authentic raw in all of it and that doesn't mean that I show up effing and blinding if things haven't quite gone right but I don't just share the highlight reel I have always been completely transparent and that was a was a part of it of like what if what if things don't play out how I want them to I want to completely embody success and it's getting to that mindset of like well you will navigate to success because that's the point of running a business there's no I had this conversation with somebody recently that they were talking about salon owners that are further ahead than them and that it looks like uh, they actually said and they've like got their shit together and I'm like mm, it looks like they've got their shit together do you see all of the inner workings of their business no and it I remember saying to her like do you complete Netflix is that something that you do completed it mate and she was like well, no, that would be impossible. I'm like, right, you don't complete business either. And all of that was a summary of the mindset that I was in before I came to you. And that I'm now in a place where it's okay if it's not perfect. It Because actually that's relatable and you learn from the stuff that doesn't work and you pivot and you navigate to the stuff that does. Yeah, 100%. I think as well, that is like an entrepreneurship, like mentality in terms of like you know we try it one time if it doesn't work we'll just refine it and go again like we're not going to quit and I think that what you just said there as well around that kind of pressure that comes in like once you have had success you've had like some wins or you've had like your a brand is built you put pressure on yourself because you think that other people think that you should know what you're doing yeah and so like you must everything must be working now because you've had wins right so like people are like you know, you, you think that other people expect you to be perfect and have all, all the things together and have all your ducks in a row, whereas actually no one's expecting you to be perfect. And, you know, I think that through that imperfectly showing up that you're doing with the vulnerability and being like, you know, I always think the internet's not a place to process. Like I'm never going to come on and be like, this didn't work, but I'm going to tell you the lesson when something didn't work and what I did to navigate it. And that is where you've been able to build that brand because you've been open and honest with that. Yeah. And I think like, as we say, like, especially when it comes to moving at speed, like, per like perfection and speed don't necessarily coexist. And so I see so many people hold themselves back 
because they're trying to create the perfect Instagram feed, video, et cetera, et cetera. And that's not sustainable. And it's like, I I feel like I'm a recovering people pleaser. We all like to be liked. That's hardwired within us, whether whether we like that or not. Um, I actually remember having my first troll on Instagram um, a few months ago. And I was on holiday with the girls and I'd gone down to, like they were sat around the pool and I'd gone down to them and I was like, oh my God, have you seen this, have you seen this comment on my Instagram? And I, like, I kept it together. But literally, I remember one of them turning around and being like, babe, you've arrived. And she was right. And like, <laughs> the fact that somebody had gone out of their way to be so like negative and derogatory. And I just completely addressed it. It was like PR 101, like the world's seen it because there's now hundreds of comments around this comment, <laughs> completely slating me. Um and I just kind of like put it out there of like, do you know what? I think this person missed the memo. Like this is an area where we empower, we build each other up. And for you to go out of your way to behave like that, like can we all just stop taking ourselves so seriously and thinking that everything does need to be perfect. And I think that was the biggest wake up call. I was already moving with authenticity anyway, but it was like, do you know what? Like my dad always used to say to me, you're never going to win them all, so don't try. And it's yeah. so true. I'm not going to be for everybody. And that's okay. Because you can't, you attract your people. And I think maybe this is an age thing as well. Turned three zero last year. But I've noticed I'm having this conversation a lot with my friends that I would rather be a fuck yes for a smaller group of people that from a client and a relationship point of view are all in with me and that we completely click than be sort of half vague meh take it or leave it for the masses yeah. and I think when brands truly embody that it's it's contagious because I think we all have that fear that we want it to be perfect and we want to be liked and we want to be for everyone but the brands that truly embody this is what we are take it or leave it it's refreshing because well, I think we all wish we could be more like that hundred percent and I think as well that's so kind of admirable that that happened and that's your reaction to it because that would be have been so easy for you to be like oh my god I'm going to just stop posting or I'm going to be like tone myself down or I'm going to you know stop doing whatever it was that this troll was you know making a comment about but you were like actually this has only just fooled me to be like bye Felicia you know like this ain't for me like we're just going to keep doing what I'm doing I'm going to keep being me and I think there's also, I was speaking to people about this, that like a lot of people don't show up online as who they want to be because they're, and I had this fear, you know, you're going to be cancelled. You're going to have someone that doesn't agree with you. You're going to have someone that says you're wrong. And God forbid, like someone says that and you feel so like, oh my God, you know, I'm, I'm wrong. Or like they're, they're bashing you. The thought of that is actually so much worse than it actually happening. And when it's happened, as you said, it happened to you and you were like, cool you know yeah. like it the thought of it's so much worse and, and what you just said I love what you just said by being like I'd rather be a fuck guest for the people that like for a small group of people that get me rather than having to try and be loads of different people to loads of different people you know yeah that's it you, I do think you have to just be unapologetically you um in any scenario and I think especially like I mean I'm similar to you background wise like coming from the corporate world where we 
like everything has to be squeaky clean I can't tell you the last time I wore a pencil skirt and I'm so pleased about that and it has not impacted my success in any way shape or form negatively let me tell you well yes the thing is as well with that is like I was thinking about this the other day like you know like that TikTok that goes around where you're like you're kind of like you're going to get it's based on performance you're going to get a pay rise like that actually is what perform like your pay rises are based on performance right so if I started saying no to my boss about things if I started not being liked that's going to reflect in how I'm being paid right that's going to reflect in like what I'm thought about and especially as women being like you know a strong woman in business like they're not always the most liked by other people because they're in, you know, intimidate, whatever. But that is where you kind of had to, I feel like that's where from a lot of corporate where you kind of had to be, it was nice to be liked, right? You were in yeah. like a, you were in an echo chamber. If you, if you disagreed with someone at work, you weren't always liked. You weren't invited out for things you were spoke about, you know, like it was, it was kind of like a club. Yeah, it was a hundred percent. And I mean, the world that I was in, in particular was very heavily male dominated and so just the way that I showed up be that in appearance the way that I like my level of empowerment the way that I articulated myself it felt like that under scrutiny and I remember at the time in my like early years of corporate being single and so many people would be like oh no like your ambition is just like such a turn off like you're intimidating to men um like you need to be like more in your feminine energy and I do feel that I've embodied that feminine energy far more now but it's also because I'm not scared of it like and again I do think that probably is a, an experience and maturity thing but yeah you're so right like every little detail I used to worry about and like now it's like that whole, can we like, let's normalize or welcome to the area of Instagram where it's normal to be making six figures in your gym leggings. Yeah. Like, God, you know? <laughs> and I always used to say it like, I'm so uncomfortable. Like if I want to do my best, most creative work, like now, I wouldn't go and put on some little heels and a pencil skirt and a full face of glam you best believe my hair's going on top of my head. I'm getting my trackies on and we're mind mapping and I'm in the zone and it's messy and I've forgotten to eat lunch and I've got coffee spilt down me. Like that's when the best happens. And I think it was always a frustration of mine with, with corporate world in general that I think sometimes we try and, we try and pigeonhole people so much that they lose that element of creativity and it doesn't drive the best in terms of performance. And I mean, you and I have had this conversation a lot, like, human design stuff being a generator like I'm navigated by energy and in the past I've had so many conversations where I've felt a need to justify a gut instinct just got a feeling just yeah. just gonna run with it and corporate corporate especially when it's like you're judged on numbers monthly quarterly there's no I've got a good gut feeling about this one <laughs> My pipeline, just leave that with me. Like, what do you mean? Let's put it in the universe. They'd be like, what? <laughs> I'm manifesting. Don't worry, it's on my vision board. It's coming in. <laughs> Bloody what? It's, it is wild as well. Like, it, I do feel like sometimes it is like a different world. And I definitely, I remember, I had that same feeling with what you felt where I kind of like, 
got the pay rise. And I remember sitting there and being like, well, this doesn't feel good. Like my dad's probably, you know, shouting about me down the pub, really like proud of where I am, but I'm not feeling really proud of myself because I feel really like disconnected. And I felt like I couldn't fully be myself. And I think that that's why having a business is so beautiful because you can be completely yourself in the offers that you create and the way that you serve people. You know, I can be completely myself. And whereas in other jobs, you can't always be yourself. And I think there's obviously a level of professionalism, which in some jobs you do need it, right? In corporate, you know, if I, you know, I didn't wear bright pink clothes when I was working in corporate because people wouldn't take me seriously. And I know that's bad for people to do that. And um, I actually listened to a podcast episode the other day where a girl went on Shark Tank um, with this, um, it's this like healthy cookie dough called dough, D-E. UX. Um, you can, I'm just telling you so you can like Google the, the thing, but basically she wore a bright pink suit into Shark Tank and she said that she asked, she had to ask a publication to take down an article because it said, woman in bright pink suit negotiates with Shark Tank, whatever. And she was like, do you think that someone would have gone, man in dark gray suit negotiates with Shark Thing? And they were like, you don't hear someone say male founder female yeah. um, anyway we don't we digress massively but that's just kind of like you know I did massively tone myself down in corporate because I felt like I had to and I do feel like to an extent I had to in order to be taken seriously in, in management or in meetings um in order to be able to play the game right in order to keep moving yeah a hundred percent and I I mean even now I get feedback from like friends family partner like that and I I know that I turned it down in the past and then when I started doing it because it was deemed confrontational even though it was completely in alignment for me it wasn't landing for other people in a way that I kind of needed it to and people say to me now they're like and as always you've articulated what nobody else has got the balls to say but was thinking and it's like yeah and that that comes from a place of confidence and sometimes it doesn't always land great but I think like you say there is far more concern around that in the corporate space and I think like like yes we, we digressed around like women in like the business space but actually that fundamentally underpins why I do what I do in the most part because I mean I'm very much like a champion female success anyway um, and any kind of like head start that any group has has had um, and maybe does or doesn't have an awareness of um, is something that I think as, as a culture and a nation, we're certainly becoming more aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think there's still a massive gap. Like you say, like male, female founder, like that's not that's not a thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like with with females, especially it is. And that whole being too much or intimidating other people by your ambition or things that actually in a manner deemed really like sexy and attractive and great qualities yet you bring in those as a woman it's like oh oh no and it's like what hang on (laughs) hang on a minute went to years ago this amazing keynote speech and it was all about diversity in the workplace and I remember the analogy that they used was when it comes to a game of football, do we have a full team of strikers? No, because they wouldn't be very successful. 
yet why is it in the workplace that we think hiring the same skills and the same type of person is going to lead to success the more diversity you have in your team is a great thing and I think when it comes to business and life in general someone having a different opinion to you is great like and I think if you can apply the mindset of I'd love to hear more about that like your thought process is different to mine inspire me educate me open me up to your way of thinking that's when great things happen um yeah I think they're just there's so much more room for that and like I say the businesses that embrace it I think are the ones that are usually very successful yeah I completely agree and I think that I always feel like I'm very conscious of that in terms of like being in an echo chamber and like making sure that like the conversations aren't always you know just everyone agreeing with each other just because they feel like they need to agree with each other and I was actually reading a book on um it's called um I can't remember what it's called something to do with belonging by Brené Brown and it talks around the feeling of like people just go along with, with the same things that everyone's doing to like fall in line feel like they're like a sense of belonging right if you start doing something that's different from someone else you lose that kind of connection to people, which is what we all crave, right? We all want to be liked. We all want to have our um, belonging, basically. And it's about finding that kind of in yourself and being able to stand tall with it and really empower it. And I think that, you know, both of us are champions for that. And I think that that's kind of what's happened with you over the last few months has been like really stepping into that and finding like where that is again. Yeah. And I feel like, I feel like there was... There was a real identity crisis. Then I went through this process of finding that momentum again and getting that confidence back. And then there was this real period of like this need to like reconnect. And it's not that there was necessarily a disconnect, but again, it was like, oh, okay, this momentum's all moving in the right direction. Now, where does all of that sit? Because I was so busy being busy that I'd lost that I remember setting myself some journaling prompts of reconnecting to why I do what I do like what does success look and feel like to me like what makes me get out of bed in the morning and I have so many conversations with people like you're saying that like they want to go and start a business and they think that chasing the money is the right thing and it's always a huge red flag to me when I say to people, okay, so why do you want to do that? What's pulling you towards that industry, that job, that whatever? Oh, I just think it seems a bit easier and like it's where the money's at. And it's like that motivation is so short lived because none of us are truly motivated by money. We're maybe motivated by what it enables, but there has to be a connection to that. And that has to be tied to I believe a deeper sense of purpose impact in like the way that you show up and your contribution to the world and I think when you can connect all of those things that is a level of like passion and inner desire that doesn't burn out it's something so much bigger and like when I first started honestly people thought I was mental I remember so I'd like just had my promotion I had a company car and like living the corporate dream on paper, it ticked all of the boxes. And everyone thought I was an absolute nutter that I was like, I'm going to leave and I'm going to be a makeup artist and I'm going to charge £15 for a smoky eye. And that was what I did. And we just signed for our mortgage and we had no idea how we were going to pay it because suddenly I was over halving my income. 
Um, but I just had this inner knowing and this inner craving to show up and serve and have some kind of deeper rooted impact. Um, and I still remember to this day as I, my boss was gutted when I left and he chopped my corporate credit card up in front of me. And it was like this absolute epitome of, there's no going back now. It was like the visual representation of my corporate career. Um, and navigating those early days was so hard because I did feel like a bit of a loon, but there was just this inner, like I was saying, that inner gut instinct of, there's something bigger, there's something better. And people used to say to me all the time, like people um, like work to live, you don't live to work. Nobody truly cartwheels out of bed in the morning, like to go to work. Um, and I remember thinking like, but there has to be more than that. Like you spend your whole life working. I want that to be in something, I've realized that I'm very impact driven. Um, and I think when you chase those things, the money eventually will follow. Um, and that's very much something that I've lived by in decisions that I've made in the business over the years. And ultimately, that's my central navigation that I default back to. Does that mean that I can't wheel out of bed all of the time? No, because sometimes wedding mornings mean my alarm's going off at four and I ain't warm enough for a cartwheel. <laughs> but I don't wake up with that feeling of dread anymore like I used to. Um, and yeah, I think taking that time to like reconnect to where it started, where it's come to, and being able to help people navigate into that. Like I now help people build businesses around starting a family or quitting a job that they hate and being able to stick it to their boss that they can go and do whatever it is that they're doing. Um, and all of those like bigger things. And I, we've had this conversation a lot. It's the same with coaching and mentoring stuff. A bit like I did with you wanting my glow up people always bring to their initial conversation with me a business problem that they think needs solving. And it's only when I then start unpicking it, people's motivation behind getting in touch and being ready to invest and move. And that's invest in financially themselves, but more importantly, the time and effort because change is uncomfortable and you have to go through that. Like you could be the best coach in the world and somebody could give you, I always use like gym analogies the best fitness trainer in the world could give you the most perfect workout. But if you want the booty, you've got to go do the squats. They're uncomfortable, tough. You, you have to put in the work. But the thing that drives people to get to that place is actually never really about the business thing that they think needs solving. It's, I really want to start a family and I've got no idea what my working world looks like. Or I really, really want a dog. And right now I can't have one. And I'm self-employed and I should be able to have one because I didn't go self-employed to be told that I can't have a dog. Um, and it's all of these things. It's it's unmet expectation. And I think that unmet potential of expectation we have in ourselves is the biggest frustration that people bring to the table. And they don't recognise that it's that, but it's the same thing that underpins it all the time. And being able to, I mean, we all say it's the best job in the world. Being able to help people with that is insane. Yeah, like it is on it. Like we're so aligned in this as well. And I know that we've had many conversations about this. Like this is a business, right? We want to sign clients. We want to make money from it. But that having that, being connected to like why you're doing it and how you want to do it. And if you can get clear in how to articulate that, that's when you can really, really step in and just be like, we're doing it. We're moving. We're going to that. And I think that 
what happened with you was that when you came and you cleared those energy leaks, right? We just were like, okay, where's where we're making space for you to to for this glow up. Then we got super clear exactly what you wanted to do. You moved forward and were like, yes, I'm going. So what were some of the kind of tangible and intangible results that you saw when you cleared that space, when you got clear and you were like, I'm going? So I remember one of the pivotal moments was around um, like money stuff. And I'd had like a few blocks Um, you'd recommended great book um, and podcasts and stuff that I'd started kind of unpicking. But also I was, it was that whole, like you always talk about like taking inspired action and like moving first and that we have to move first and then the results catch up. Um, and again, I have this conversation with people a lot where they say, I've started this business and I feel like my friends and family aren't as supportive as I thought they were going to be. And I'm like, that's because people can only get behind and support something once it's built. Like no one holds your vision like you do. So you've got to grind whilst no one's clapping because you ain't winning yet. But you can guarantee that take people on that journey with you and they'll be the ones cheering the loudest when things do start to click into place. And so I kind of had to have that word with myself when I started working with you of I've made this investment with you from a, a time and money point of view because I trust you. And so I've got to just show up. And it's that whole like feel the fear and do it anyway. And then if we've said we're going to do something, it's like I've made this commitment. We're going for it. And even if it felt uncomfortable, I just made sure I did it. And the amount of like positive things that came off the back of that, I mean, one of the ones that I know we spoke about, and at the time I was like, hang on a minute, like we used to do weekly wins on a Friday and I'd been actually tracking money that was coming in. And it was like, I had like a 4K like sales week that actually wasn't really a full week. It was like four or five days. And I was like, my god like how has that happened and it had been happening I just hadn't really been tracking it and so the energy that I was then showing up around money and stuff we can guarantee after I tracked that I shoved a rocket on my backside and it's like the whole best time to make a sale is when you've just made one because you're in the right energy you're in the right space for it um so that was like one of the biggest things I think like the tangible was was the work that was happening off the back of it there was so much intangible like mindset stuff like I remember like randomly voice noting you on afternoons or like I'd driven somewhere and been like so this thing's just popped up from when I was 14 <laughs> what where's that come from but it, it was it it was relevant in terms of like the impact it was having on mindset stuff that it's only once you start unpicking it you then realize like the impact I love that so much and I think as well there were so many little moments for you in terms of like um what you were able to do and what you were like you were almost like shocked by your own movement and like by what you were processing and how quickly you were able to kind of process things and move through things and you were like almost like shocking yourself at how quickly you were moving and so what do you feel like because we've just before we jumped in this call we had kind of like a debrief on this but like your life is very different from now versus when we first started working together so like what's the difference like how do you feel now I honestly I feel like a different person and I knew that I was feeling different in the way I was moving and 
in making those commitments to myself over a couple of weeks, it's the way that other people have then noticed that and that it's been such a change. So like I shared with you when we jumped on this call, my other half came home with like a surprise box of chocolates. Line up to the fitness goals, but the thought and sentiment is the point. Um, and he just kind of said to me, like, I just want you to know that I'm recognizing how hard you're working and that the difference in you and your mindset in this last month or two is just phenomenal. Like you're like a different person. And he was like, I feel I said we had like a real extended period of a lot of grief and trauma um over the last sort of 12 to 18 months. And he, we've both said that it feels like not the whole new year, new me. It was almost like new year, old me. And it's like we've met old us at the end of, it's been the light at the end of this really long tunnel. And he said to me, I feel like I've got old Jade back on steroids. Like it's, and that's just in everything because all of the momentum's building in the way I'm showing up at home, in my relationship, for myself in the gym, for my team, for the business, for my clients. Um, my decision making is so clear because I'm managing my boundaries and showing up for myself and there's no guilt in prioritizing the things that I know I should be doing in terms of activity and and all of those things and my clients that have been with me like from the get-go they've been like wow you're like a different person since before Christmas like your mojo's back and so many of them have been saying like it's so good to have you back and I think because I am such a high energy character usually there was so much happening that when I'm not at a hundred percent it's probably quite noticeable um and that's become very apparent with the amount of people that have been passing comments um but yeah I do I feel I feel back to me but even better and I feel like my gratitude has come back. I remember saying to you, I felt a bit numb at one point. And I think that was probably just me blocking out a lot of other stuff that was going on. But it was like I'd I'd lost the joy in what I was doing. And so many people, knowing how driven and ambitious I am, the number one question that I get asked with the turning of the new year is, what's in it like? What's happening in 2023? What's happening this year? Um, and people were pleasantly surprised, I think, that my default answer has been yeah there's stuff in the pipeline but I just want to appreciate with joy and gratitude what I've built um and it's almost this sense of acceptance that actually none of us are truly in control of any of it and trying to put any type of timeline around our ambitions and this desire to be this like perfect polished finished version of ourselves is complete nonsense because that doesn't exist and I think in taking that pressure off and finding the joy in everything and all of like the messy bits and all of the things that at the time I was like, oh my God, like, why is this happening? It's actually all played out for the greater good. Um, and it has all had its impact somewhere along the lines. Um, and I made a couple of really, after we kind of like got that focus, got that clarity um, and I had the confidence to back myself with it, I made some really like difficult decisions towards the end of last year. So we had like two sites and I decided to close one and consolidate. And that meant navigating some really challenging conversations and all of these different things that I think were probably niggling, 
but I didn't have the capacity or the confidence and the resilience at that moment in time to do something about it. And so it's almost like I've started with one sticky plaster and I've now kind of waxed my whole body and got rid of all of them. Um, but it feels great. Like it feels like everything is unblocked and like I've learned to trust myself again and navigate whatever it is that's going to pop up. Because if I've survived this far, I'm going to be fine. 100%. And it honestly, it makes me so happy to one, know that you feel so good now and that you allowed, I feel like what we did was like you made space for yourself to get clear, to process, and then to feel confident in what you're doing. So now you can move forward. Yeah. It's like we were saying earlier, I feel like there were so many moving parts. And because I hadn't done that kind of like processing and refinement from a business point of view, it's like all these things are happening up here, but the foundations were a bit unsteady because the the need that the business had from me and my clients and the kind of leadership and authority in the way that I showed up had changed so much. And I just, I think I was still in this little old me doing as I do because I feel no different from what I did when I first started. And I think that's where imposter syndrome can creep in so easily for business owners because there isn't that set framework of, this is your promotion and this is the additional responsibility and experience that you now have that justifies that promotion. Like we don't have that feedback loop when you're self-employed and there isn't that boss to go to and be like, hey, have I done a good job of this? And I put something on my social media the other day about like weekly wins that we all used to do. And I was saying to somebody like, because somebody, one of my clients was saying like, it's a bit awkward feeling <laughs> a bit clunky what do you mean weekly wins I said it can literally be anything and I said like it it's twofold it's that as human beings we are wired to remember the negative far more than we remember the positive if you go to a restaurant like when you basically hear about the really really good stuff or the really really bad stuff so the 90% of experiences that clients have that sit somewhere in the middle you never really hear of so not only are we going to look for our own negative things in our week because we'll remember those easier, but also unless we're doing a really, really exceptional job or a really, really poor job, feedback for clients feels awkward as well. They don't want to come and give you your weekly wins. So again, like that whole feedback loop doesn't exist. So we almost have to create that for ourselves. And I did it myself on Friday. I'd been like, oh, do you know what? I did... I did kind of slack off a little bit this week and I've given myself an extra day off. I don't think I've been that productive. And it was only when I then sat and wrote it all down. I was like, actually, like it's been a really good week and all these things have happened that it's so easy for us to just forget about because you're just busy. You're in the moment. And we're so um, hard on ourselves, right? Like that's why I always do that kind of weekly wins is because like the things that clients come to me with, I'm always like, they wouldn't have celebrated it otherwise. And it's so easy to always think about like what you didn't do, or especially if you're someone that puts a lot of stuff on your to-do list and keeps knocking it over to the next day, to the next day, every next day, you're like, hmm, haven't done much today, but you've actually put like a shit ton of stuff on your to-do list. And what you should actually do is just have like three main tasks and then look back and be like, oh my God, look how much I've achieved. And so like, you know, we would always celebrate wins of like going for a dog walk 
like you know choosing you before work or like you know I think you told me about like buying a part buying a gift for your partner and being like stoked about like having the time to go and do it and having the income to come and do it and just being like this is freedom like this is something to celebrate literally I remember I remember exactly where I was sat when I told you that um because yeah it like he's always been so supportive in every way but also doing joint finances sometimes there are like months that sort of do this and I think when again we've had these conversations a lot I think when one of you is self-employed and navigating a business and the other is employed there are massive perks to that but it also takes a very understanding supportive person to be able to navigate that with you and the level of communication that it requires is huge and I don't think it is for everybody but when he's done so much and I'm then able to know that I can do my bits and my surprises and all of those kinds of things is amazing because that came from a place of overflow and abundance. We'd already done our joint money chat, like the, the boring practical stuff, the mortgage and the electricity was paid for. And we'd done the allocation of, and this is money we're setting aside to celebrate your birthday. And there was then still more that I was then able to go and do something extra with that exceeded that expectation. And so, yeah, that was like a real, a real moment of like, as we were saying, money feeling good when you feel good making it, because that overflow came from helping people tap into the things that they really wanted to be doing, the needle moving activities in their business that then overflowed into my personal life. And it was just that whole transformation was like, okay, this is this is where it needs to be. And I feel like I'd held that vision in my head for so long. And it was as it started to kind of click into place that you realize, I, I very much believe that we have ambitions and goals and desires in life that are deeper rooted because we know that there's a capacity to achieve it. We it's not our job to figure out the how, but once we start moving towards it, it's the biggest thing that I've learned, I think, about having a business is that I've surprised myself with what I'm capable of and that continues to happen. And when you show up and you work hard with the right intentions, I remember watching a great Oprah speech on that once, like it's all about leading with the right intention. And when you show up with that and you back that with the right energy, it's the whole like, hard work beats talent because hard work and passion and and all of that and yes there needs to be a degree of talent as well um but I think it's amazing like what you actually can do when you put your mind to it 100% I you know I love this so much and I think that it's such a full circle of being able to do something you love and it feeling good while you're doing it and being able to do all these little things that feel like little things but are actually really big things and I think that behind this industry I think while everyone has their own journeys which is amazing and everyone has their own backgrounds that like that drive that underlying feeling of like tapping into a full potential helping others and being able to live like I would say like your most authentic life you know, like at the core, being able to live the way that you want to live, being able to do the work that you want to do and being able to connect with the people that you want to connect with. Like, how fucking great is that? Yeah. And um, th- do you know what? I think that was the biggest um, kind of penny drop moment for me last, well, not last year. It was like the back end of the year before. 
um and we lost my partner's best friend um due to complications with an ongoing health condition that he had um but he kind of like passed away really suddenly at 29 and everybody coming up coming up to 30 is a milestone anyway I think everybody has this like life re-evaluation thing and I think for all of us that were impacted by that that was put on steroids and I was not surprised but overwhelmed by the amount of our friends that started doing this re-evaluation process and had so many areas of their life that they were so unhappy with and genuinely like hand on heart I kind of stepped back and was like how amazing that actually when I've gone through that same process I love my life like everything that I get to show up to I I would choose it 100% any day of the week and uh, what a privileged position that is to be in and knowing that it's having that positive impact and so I was always I very much lived by like we're on borrowed time. This is not a fucking dress rehearsal. Like, if you want something, you go hell for leather until you get it. And if it's meant to be, it will fall into place for you. And I've always led by that. But when that huge milestone happened, it completely cemented it for me. And I think my biggest challenge last year as well was like this impatience of juggling, having it really, really real for us that actually we are all on borrowed time and you don't know what's around the corner. But you also can't live like you're going to die tomorrow either, because how toxic and unstable is that? But there is a very fine line. That if you tread it somewhere in the middle, I think that's where true happiness and contentment comes from. Yeah, and I, I know that we spoke about this as well around like having to kind of navigate that. And I feel like one of the things with that as well, like I don't, it does sound really morbid when you say it, but like we only have one life, and. I have a quote somewhere and I can't find it right now, but I, I'm sharing it in this masterclass tomorrow, but like around like you have two lives, but you realize you only have one when you realize you only have basically only have one. And that's, I've just butchered that, but that's kind of the thing. And it's like, we do only have one life. So like, if you don't go for the things that you want, you're not going to get them. No, <laughs> you exactly. Like it is honors to, like I say, just completely unapologetically chase whatever it is you want to do. It's, it, I think with that as well, it, it feels hard because sometimes you think you can't do it because you're looking at all the things you haven't done or what you what you can't do or, or how things are hard or like where it feels right now, forgetting all the things you've already done. Like always say to clients, I'm like, if you're feeling like when you're going towards your goals and you're doing your things and you're like, you're not feeling like it's possible, go back and list all of the reasons why you're good at what you do and why you've already achieved so many things and remind yourself that at the end of every challenge is a reward because it's you have evidence of that and if you can have that when you're moving like don't get me wrong this is fucking difficult it's fucking hard it is not a walk in the park it doesn't get to be easy at any point like it does not get to be easy at any point but it does get to be something that you that feels good right i didn't come here for easy yeah staying in corporate wasn't easy having to be reactive to a boss wasn't easy nothing is easy but like I don't want easy no and it's uh, <laughs> we're, we're suckers for it and, and any business owner and entrepreneur that I speak to like their mindset is is very similar that it is hard but I like I say it all the time like if I've got a bit of a like grumble and I need a bit of a vent I will always lead with, 
I'm not complaining because this is my life. I chose this and I would choose it again in a heartbeat. And I would. And I think if you can genuinely say that about all of the core milestones of your life, your relationships, your home setup, your your career, the way that you spend your time and how that impacts other people, how it impacts yourself, your level of fulfillment. If you can honestly say hand on heart that you chose all of those things, like that is winning. There, yeah. is, there is a greater feeling than that. 100%. Thank you so much for joining me. This was actually a celebration call, but it's now going to be a podcast episode because it was so long. <laughs> so hi on the podcast right now. <laughs> we got carried away. Um, this happens all the time. Um, but thank you so much for, for joining me on this. And it was so lovely to hear. And I'm so happy to hear that you are feeling good. It honestly like fills my soul. Oh no, thank you so much. And thank you for all of your help and support and patience because there was a lot that I was navigating. I know that from, particularly from my personal life, especially like I was not the ideal client. I might, I might, it may have been in other areas, but I was certainly not in a perfect place. Um, so arguably our timing was actually great. Um, but I'm there sure- There was no perfect place, no perfect people, no perfect time. It was all, it was perfect. Yeah, it was. And I feel like I remember trying to, feel like the glow up had happened at an earlier stage and I went on a weekend away with James and I was like he was like you're being so miserable and I was like I'm not miserable I'm just frustrated I'm in the glow up (laughs) yeah because I was in this glow up phase and I was like I'm doing all of the things and nothing's happening and he was like what do you mean I was like I'm doing the workouts I'm cutting the calories I'm like moving in all the business stuff I need to be doing I'm doing all the mindset work and I know that it's going to click, but it's not clicked yet. Like, I still don't feel great in this swimwear of this spa day that we found ourselves at. You haven't at. processed yet. You haven't given yourself the time to process. No. And I remember saying, I know when it comes, I'll feel it. And that is where we're at now. And it's just, yeah. I think she had one call at that point, I think. Yeah. Literally, it is such a thing where we want to fix things really quickly, right? And it's like we want to get on with the strategy, right? We want to get on with the doing, but like that clearing of the space, that getting like understanding how we're feeling is going to make things like accelerate. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's balancing that whole ambition versus patience, and I think it's a it's a scale that we struggle with as as business owners. (laughs) But yeah, that that was where the balance was off, and it feels like it's it's clicked which is amazing. Music to my ears. Thank you so much (laughs) for joining me. No worries.